0: You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio, and I'm your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh. So thrilled to introduce my next guest. I'm talking to Astiana Truland. We are going to be talking about workplace wellness through leadership capability. Welcome to the show,
0: Asti. Mm, Kilda, Thank you so much for having me here. It's so good to connect with
1: you. And I know you're located in Motueka, such a gorgeous place.
0: It is a gorgeous place with a thriving community, absolutely. Amazing to
1: hear. For those of you that haven't met Astiana before, uh, she is a leader in the 21st century, um, the CEO of Ho Aura Coaching, she's focused on leadership development and creating a wellness culture where individuals' health and well-being is considered first and foremost. Yay to that. Um, The triple bottom line, the TBL, is a framework or theory that recommends that companies, businesses, and organizations commit to focusing on social and environmental concerns just as much as they do on profits and stats. Um, her vision is to build a legacy of liberated leaders who form an enterprise through working well, feeling well, and being well. That sounds amazing. Asti, a little background here, Asti set out her on her entrepreneurial journey back in 2015 to help individuals increase their awareness to support, recognize, and take action on what they see, feel, and experience. To generate real change within the workplace workplaces nationwide reducing fear anxiety and stress by placing greater focus on the solutions to wellness ways of working the passion in her heart is connected to bringing a human aspect to learning business and being by and being by creating new paradigms policies and practices well i'm so excited to hear more about that um well before we dive into things and of course it might overlap how have the last 3 years been for you personally?
0: Yeah, thank you for that question. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is challenging. Um the the amount of change that has been happening on the external to my body has been overwhelming at times and um the the dynamics within a family units including my own and close relationships have been ever changing. I know that for me, the last three years have been challenging, but also super transform- transformative in my own body and in my own business.
1: What do you mean if it's okay to ask? What, what have you noticed, especially in terms of your own body? Because I think some of our listeners will be listening thinking, you know, I, 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 am I more sick? Is it ascension symptoms? What's going on? What have you noticed if you're happy to share in your own health and wellness or your own body in the last year or so?
0: Yeah. The last year I've noticed that my body has this, I'm going to use the buzzword of resilience, a Mm -hmm. sense of resilience to the craziness that's going on and physically I think I have more awareness around the symptoms of density perhaps in my chest maybe that's tightening perhaps that's knotting in the gut area or for me a symptom that I've noticed in the last three years that has made itself very much known in my body as skin irritations when there's um, more higher mind stuff going on um, or EMF around the place or closer to my body for sure
1: because I was going to ask you what you know. What do you think that's related to? What is it about? Part of me wonders: Is it literally like irritations, meaning things are irritating you, and it shows up in the skin? Um, but also, obviously, the environmental factors, EMFs. You know, what do you what do you think that's about for yourself, and also for the people you've seen?
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel as though it's a combination of both. I work predominantly with people in the workplace, which means. We're often transmuting a lot of density, um, a lot of discomfort and dis ease, both in the mind and body. And as a facilitator, it is my role to take people into those places, very similar to what you're doing now, you know, opening up the corridor or the conversation. And um, the environmental factor within that also includes, you know, the likes of what we're consuming, not just through our mouth, but through our ears and our eyes and, and through our nose. So, yeah, definitely a combination of both environmental and um and definitely interpersonal.
1: It's heartening for me to hear because I don't really live in the world of like workplaces and corporate things like it's just not my it's not my environment because I work for myself and I work with people who work for themselves and by themselves <laughs> and speakers and authors and entrepreneurs. So I am heartened to hear. That workplaces are open to learning about, you know, and thinking about their body and their body's energy levels, not just energy, but kind of a more holistic approach that I feel like you're bringing into the workplaces. That makes me excited. Are they embracing it now more than before?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's one thing in regards to COVID that I can really say thank you to. You know, we've all experienced a huge amount of change over the last three years and probably beyond then as well. But because COVID has been highlighted as something that really affects the human body, we have this almost ends, you know, to to share with people what is truly important, and that's not just about the physical. In my perception, um, I think it's given leaders of or CEOs even of organisations that are quite large opportunities to realise that this is something we have to consider when we have people working for us um, because we are not machines.
1: And it's not just about keeping people, and I'm using the air quotes safe. It's looking at how can we keep people well and so that they can not just perform, like right, but show up as the best, healthiest version of themselves. Um, and the fact that you're helping them with that. What are what are the things that you've seen from other people? So we talked a little about your own, your own body and what you've experienced, but what are you seeing from other people that they're kind of open to learning about and wanting to shift and change around that wellness piece in the workplace?
0: Mm, so the first thing that comes to mind for me is busyness in the mind. And I know that most of us at some point or another can connect with that. However, over the past three years, this has been highlighted very extensively because of how crazy and changing it has been you know, for people's workloads, perhaps their environments in regards to working, but also there's been heightened sense of um, fatigue. So not just on a level where people are tired, but when they are genuinely burnt out in terms of adrenal fatigue. Um, a lot of people having trouble sleeping, whether that be going to sleep or staying asleep. And so identifying that, you know, these are the symptoms essentially that people are feeling in their organisation, in their company or within their business, and starting to look at factors that they can implement you know, like breath work or like slowing down during their day to take breaks, something really simplistic can be super influential for their people.
1: It's interesting the term, you know, slowing down because I, again, I haven't worked in a job job since 2008, but um, I imagine for some people they're like, oh, got to look productive, you know, can't be seen (laughs) to be doing nothing. So that's interesting in the workplace. It's like, how do we get them to Quality time, you know, when they're present and they're focused and they're working, having productive time, but then also having time when they're, you know, they need to take breaks. So, how, what is the culture like? Is the culture encouraging people to take breaks or is it still kind of go, go, go culture of working when you're working?
0: So, I can only speak, you know, from the workplaces that I'm currently involved with. And I feel really honored to acknowledge their existence because I too was starting to question if workplaces would even consider wellness is a foundational pillar so yes is the the short answer to those who I've been working with however I know that there are many organizations businesses out there that are still very far behind on this front where the the push comes from the people on the inside and um, trickles on down to everyone that's involved.
1: To our listeners who are listening to this I would love to hear what you know, physical body or emotional things that you've been noticing about yourself, if you're happy to share. Um, Asti mentioned the busyness in the mind, especially a heightened sense of fatigue, sleep struggles, whatever that might be. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And also what you're doing about it. You know, you might think, you might've put in some boundaries, like I'm definitely turning off my tech at 10 or whatever. So let us know what you're struggling with or maybe some of the strategies you've got. You can send us a text. 2057. I always have to say, you can send a text to 2057, so 2057, um, or if you're more inclined to email, it's inbox at realitycheck.radio. So Asti, I would love to hear from you. If you've got some practical strategies, you know, things like activities or exercises that you actually do with some of these workplaces when you go in, is there anything you can share with my audience today that they could possibly just implement at home um, having listened to you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The first thing that comes to mind is breath, something that is overlooked so easily in the 21st century. Um, And to bring it into a more practical way of sharing this with you, I would recommend anyone to begin with perhaps a three-count in through the nose with a focus on expanding the navel, center, and belly like a balloon and then inviting the exhale of the breath to move out through the mouth for an extended period of time so perhaps that's four or five count and for me this is a practice that i bring into most workplaces that i am am working alongside because it helps their people come back into a state of balance again something that's so overlooked you know a simple breath or six perhaps you do it even for just one single minute but the effects of that have yeah, huge, huge changes within the physical body and also within the brain.
1: It's such a um a natural thing breathing and a lot of us know intellectually that you know we could breathe better. Um, in fact, I did a whole show about breathing a few a uh, few weeks back uh, but having reminders and also little strategies on how to do it. I mean some people set reminders on their phone. Um, but it is, it's something that's just, it's actually an easy change, but w- what is the key? We need to do it consistently, like multiple times daily to create a new pattern.
0: Mm, absolutely. The first point of that really is awareness on how you breathe naturally. You know, for myself, if I think back on my journey, I started off as very much a chest breather, mm-hmm. So that will really suggest to my body that I'm in a high stress state. So yeah the very first point of connecting with your breath is increasing awareness on how you already breathe and from there you have the ability to manipulate the breath into a space you know lower down into the abdomen and start to move it through the rib cage perhaps even different points of the body can always be a really fun exploration as well um, but yeah as you mentioned there it's it's certainly something that has the power to transform the way that we're feeling or even the way that we're thinking
1: yeah. So simple,
0: so simple, but so powerful.
1: Um, I've got another question, but do you have another strategy or or activity that you can give an example of?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The next one also seems super basic, but like getting out, out to do the things that you thoroughly enjoy. So we're speaking about this within the workplace and most of the people that I work with are behind a computer screen, not for the whole day. They may, may be in meetings, etc. but ensuring that they have a form of tikanga or a practice, as I like to call it, in the meeting space where they're able to move their body. So whether that be um, a particular set of stretches, um, the one thing that we'd love to focus on is acknowledging this, the spaces of the body that become tight from whatever pattern that they have been playing out day by day um, within that workplace. And that's that's very different depending on what people are doing.
1: You know, it just reminded me of something cool. Like a few years ago, I would go to these doTERRA retreats you know I do the essential oils we go to these retreats there'd be about 50 people in the room and I would bring my rocket board and I put the rocket board at the back of the room now this is for those of you that don't know this is a wooden board it looks kind of like a snowboard but it's shaped almost like a sea like a soft sea and the idea is you stand on it with your legs kind of you know one foot at each end and you rock you know back and forth Number one, it's very soothing. Number two, it's actually a good workout for your butt and like your abs. And there's all sorts of different activities. You can turn it upside down so it's like a rainbow, you know, and then you would balance on it and do squats. Anyway, I put it at the back of the room so that anyone who feels like they just need to stand up and move because it's quite intense sitting and listening all day. Right. So, and then people felt like they could just get up and go to the back of the room. If they wanted to do the rocket board, they'd literally just standing at the back of the room, rocking back and forth while still being present while not sitting. And it's it was amazing. People loved it. Yeah, so check it out, you guys. Get get yourself a rocket board.
0: It's <laughs> a beautiful example. One thing that we have started doing is juggling. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's almost like bringing the play back into the workplace, right? Rather than it being the structured zone where we're only pushing for productivity. When we allow a sense of play to be present, It really does allow us to move from a different place.
1: And movement is key. You're right. It doesn't have to be go and walk around the block. It can be this rocket board movement or it can just be the juggling movement, which obviously uses the left brain, right brain and all the things. My kids recently learned how to, well, tried to learn how to juggle. And they were like, mom you're a good juggler. I didn't know you could juggle. And I'm like, dudes, there are a lot of skills that I have that you don't know about. Like, I can't kick a ball. I'm so bad at basketball. I'm horrible at math. I can't remember numbers. Like there's lots of things I can't do, but I'm like, I I can spell like a, like I'm a champion speller. Um, it's very nerdy and, um, I'm really good at juggling, (laughs) but I can't whistle. (laughs) So that's cool that they're juggling. I agree. I'm like, bring back the fun and the play in the workplace, especially after the COVID thing where people are a little bit more awkward about like being around each other, what to say, what not to say. It's like, just make it more fun.
0: Oh, sure. Absolutely. That's great to have some insight on some of the things that you're really, really good at.
1: (laughs) Talking. That's what I'm good at. And connecting people. Um, so one of the things that I that you believe, right, is to, you, this is one of the things you say, to lead forward with workplace wellness during a time of great change takes guts and generation of gracious leaders. Can you elaborate on that?
0: Oh yeah, I'm going to start with the guts piece. Yes. Um, when we're speaking predominantly about the nervous system and that um, sense of stimulation that's gone on over the last couple of years, I like to acknowledge that when we're speaking our truth and we're standing up for things that we believe in, it actually takes a lot of integrity. And integrity can be super gritty, right? So for me to highlight that and something that I say often, it just demystifies the ease of, of being a leader because actually it can be challenging. And, you know, we don't speak truth to be honoured for it. But at the end of the day, it's the, the path that it creates in, in doing so, right? and yeah i think having guts is really about sticking to to what you feel to be most authentic for yourself um and for me that has meant saying no to a lot of things in the past three years opportunities that i thought would be wonderful but actually acknowledging that for me to lead i have to be in a space that i believe so yeah, that's a little bit about the guts point.
1: What about if someone's not a quote unquote leader, like they, you know, they have a job, they don't consider themselves to be a leader, um, but for them, it's they still, you know, I I would imagine at sometimes feel called to speak their truth or to, um, and I don't necessarily mean like their political views, but it's like to maybe question something that's going on in the workplace or to maybe put an idea forward. And that does take guts.
0: Mm, for sure. And I think at the end of the day, we're all leaders. We're all leading our own journey, right? And whether we acknowledge that label or not, I think it really comes down to having trust and being supported in what we're saying. So that could even be within, you know, a romantic relationship. It could be in the workplace, as you gave an example of. But the yeah, the crucial point there being trust like that deep trust of what the body is signaling because it doesn't just do that for no reason. And there's studies on this extensively through heart math, and, well, we could name XYZ in this point, but I think for me to acknowledge in terms of leadership, we're not just talking about in the workplace, we're not just talking about in the community, but we're also speaking about in the family, in our whanau life. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a badge outside of somewhere that we're living. So. Knowing that you can seek your truth and those who support you will be there, and those who will not will not be there, and that's okay.
1: I'm glad that you said everyone is a leader. I agree. I feel like some people put other people on a on a um they're the hierarchy thing. And I often say I don't do hierarchy, so I have no kind of like, I don't really do hierarchy. I do equal, but not the same. Um, but I think some people do put others on a pedestal or think, oh, I could never be a leader. And it's like, honey, you already are. You know, you are the leader of your own life. Um, but I think everyone, yeah, is a leader in their own way. So I love that you highlighted that. You so what are some support structures then? Because I know you talk about support structures for our next generation and liberation. I mean, that's there's a lot in that. What do you mean by that?
0: Yeah. So starting with support structures, for me, this really like we're focusing more so on the workplace here because I believe. And the, the, the times that we're in at the moment, tides are turning. And as we get older, you and I both, there's going to be a new generation, perhaps your children, their children's children, who will then be in workplaces or perhaps living in communities, whatever that looks like. However, I believe that it is up to us, the adults in this space now, to create structures such as practices where we are not pushing in the workplace for more productivity instead mm. we are aiming to support people and prioritizing them in a way that is pleasuresome and holistic so as simple as creating breaks but more so about the culture so I believe it is up to us as the individuals as the adults now to ensure that these practices are in place to support these beautiful young people that are moving through into the workspace eventually.
1: So if you could design, you know, the ideal day in a work, like, let's say someone hired you, Asti, come into our business. We really want to support our staff. Can you design the ideal day of how it would look in terms of concentrated work time and and flow time or whatever? Like, do you have some things that you would definitely include in that?
0: Yeah. So the first point would be speaking with their people (laughs) because everyone's so different. I heard on um, another episode where you were speaking a little about human design and so aspects of that and looking at who is in the team, you know, what it is that allows them to create from a space of inspiration rather than push, mm. but then also in terms of relationships, how how that dynamic is playing out within the workplace. So number one rule, regardless of, um, you know, small, or large organisations, we always start with the people and asking them because we all know what we would like to be doing and how we would like to be doing things. And if we can allow flexibility or malleability to to do work like that, then we have a possibility to truly change the way that we're living.
1: You know, so my background is, well, my business, networking, connecting people. And I, so I'm going to call what you said, I call it like, who's in the room, like let's do a round of who's in the room. And I imagine in the workplace, a lot of it is like job description, job title. You know, it's like, oh, that's so-and-so. They're in IT and that's so-and-so from HR. But I do believe every person has multiple superpowers within them. Um, In fact, I recently co-authored a chapter in a book and my chapter is maximizing your superpowers to grow your business. Now, not everyone wants to grow a business, but I think if everyone maximized their superpowers, sometimes we know people from work, but we only know their job title. And we kind of know that, oh, she's good with numbers and you know, he's really great at making coffee or whatever. But if we actually knew the superpowers and the talents and the strengths that each person brings, we could make such powerful, dynamic organizations to work in.
0: Absolutely. And it's really about that connection point, right? Relationship. And I think an aspect of that also is having the vulnerability to share authentically, not just being, not just identifying yourself as the job title. I often get that when um, we have our chicken rounds right at the beginning, and it's interesting to notice if one person does it, everyone will follow suit. So it's quite important to pick that up straight away, even if you are, you know, a CEO or a manager or a leader that's hosting a a connection meeting, like yourself. is actually say, you know, we're not going to be identifying as this; it's more about what we're bringing to the table for this particular. Um, over this particular point in time,
1: I would love to see meetings run like that. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And it's and even calling it a connection meeting is so powerful. Okay. What else would you have in your ideal day?
0: In my ideal day, I would for sure have a space for true connection. So, more so outside of the office zone, if that's a place where people are working, and also to have outside people coming into the space as a form of inspiration. So, Um, more so looking at environment I know at the moment we have people supporting how people are sitting at their desks and you know how they're moving in the office but for me it's also about including a sense of sustainability and when we're connecting with other organizations outside of that workplace other non-for-profits etc so we're kind of building a web here of um, people coming together not just within that particular workplace and actually, another thing that I would love to see even more within workplaces, and because we're talking ideals, Kai, food and quality, quality, quality Kai mm. <laughs> that is consumed at meetings, not necessarily always pies and sausage rolls and yeah. the things that are easy. But if we're looking at supporting people as a priority, we look at what we're feeding them, right? not just through the mouth but we can start there so someone local that is perhaps growing their own food or a local cafe or you know again a business that we can support from the community that can come in and and maybe educate as well as feed because I think there's um, a really beautiful link there when it comes to to eating then knowing why we're eating this particular type of food
1: I think you're right. I think the days of like sausage rolls and pies, you know, and my daughter works at bowl and arrow and they do the most gorgeous, like smoothie bowls. And some of the schools have actually started selling those at their, you know, tuck shop or cafeteria things. So it's really great to see some organizations, you know, offering more healthy options because it does actually change. It's an investment in your people. It change changes their health and wellness going forward.
0: Absolutely and I suppose in a way for the older generation it's going against the grain you know quick and easy and most likely light on the budget. It's it's a different concept to be prioritizing people and truly valuing them as a whole being rather than just yeah doing doing something that is easy and comfortable.
1: So we've got connection meeting we've got ideally a physical space for people to connect that's not right in the working zone we've got some being conscious of what we're feeding our people of course both food and you know literally and figuratively um what is one more thing that you would have in this ideal workspace day
0: yeah and the last point would be opportunity to share and so i know with predominantly the organizations i have worked with in the past up to the past three years actually They would normally have managers sharing, you know, they would be the ones hosting those connection points, but actually offering, as you mentioned, people the opportunity to share their superpower, whether that is gardening, but bringing parts of themselves that are present outside of the work zone in there. And beginning to unravel the fact that they are not separate you know we don't put on a uniform and simply become somebody else i hope not anyway um yeah so that would be my hope for sure that everybody could bring their whole selves to work and have the opportunity to share things or perhaps tasks or creations that they're truly um, inspired or or love doing i think the aspect of something that they love, if they have an opportunity to share that, it's quite easy to talk, whether you're a talker or not. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and also, you know, I just um, a few weeks back, I was at a networking event and I was speaking about upping your brave and being your true self, expressing your true self. And one of the things I was I was encouraging them to do. Was to have a backstory introduction. Now, this isn't necessarily relevant for people that don't, don't have a business. But imagine in the workplace, if someone said to someone beside them, "Hey, so how did you get started in IT? Right? That's your backstory. That's your origin story." Or, "Hey, how did you, you know, how did you just become the, you know, interior designer for, you know, whatever?" Oh, well, you know, and everyone has a backstory. Everyone has a backstory, not just business people, but you don't often hear it you often hear like, oh, what project are you working on at the moment? Or how are your KPIs or whatever work, worky people are talking about? <laughs> so, um, you know, I think the backstory question is a great conversation starter. And wouldn't it be cool at, if one of these connection meetings, you know, and I do this TTYN, which is turn to your neighbor. So not everyone has to talk to the whole room. That's intimidating for some people. Not everybody loves to do that, but it's like turn to your neighbor and I'd love you to share a little bit about your backstory. So ask the person beside you, how did you get started in? And then insert whatever their role is. And you'd be amazed you know, at the things you'll learn, but getting a little bit of a window into that person and as a result, a deeper connection into like who they are. And that can totally change the culture of an organization. Oh,
0: such a beautiful question. So beautiful to have an opportunity to ask that, but also to answer. You know, it's creating space in the workplace to actually be truthful and open about how you got to where you are. And I think that's what I really appreciate when, when we are hosting a space like whole order coaching is having those deep conversations and asking those questions and, and specifically around um COVID and and confidence and clarity and all of those things that have kind of been Chucked on the back burner as we bring the focus to moving forward. So to provide space and ask a question like that is super powerful. Super powerful.
1: Well, I would love to ask you. So you're a health and wellness coach and visionary. How did you get started in that space?
0: Yeah, so I started actually as a personal trainer, but working predominantly on the physical aspect of you know the human body, and I had a pretty acute injury to my knee and I went through surgery and as I was coming out the other side and I was doing some rehab I experienced my first ice bath and I practiced my first um, what I say, session of Wim Hof breathing and I had this beautiful intense visual of something beyond the physical world And what I had realized is that, you know, years leading up to this, my dad passed away when I was really young. And so I've always had this really innate connection to what I would say is like Waidua or energy, or some people would say spirit. And so for me, what I had realized is there was a sense of neglect there that I had not really taken time to look at that space for myself or those that I had been working with. And so as I started to develop a deeper connection to my own intuition and my own connection point. I started to share that. And that looked like um holding women's circles and hosting retreats. Um, and again, as we kind of slid into 2020, that continued and we started to instead of hosting them at particular places, you know, like retreat centers or um halls, we would have locational retreats out of a lotus bell tent. And this provided a really, really deep connection to the land. So for me, I think it's still an unraveling and there's not one answer to, to fill you in with that, but more so a journey, more so my journey of, of the coming, um, and it will continue. For sure. Yeah.
1: And life just kind of guides you. Mm. And sometimes you get guides you places that you didn't really see coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I laugh at that because. I love, I know I love the comfort of knowing what is next, you know, but what the last three years have taught me is that none of us know. (laughs) And to shake it up and actually be okay with not knowing is a beautiful way to to create a relationship with the world unknown. And that's the play in it as well. Like if we can't control it, we may as well be playing in it.
1: (laughs) And be like, hmm, I wonder what's next. (laughs) Because it is so easy to go like, wait a minute. Okay. So how is this going to work? You know, getting all back to the busyness in the brain. Uh, Thank you for answering that question on the spot. For those of you listening, you know, maybe you want to ask someone in your life, their backstory question, you know, how did you get started? I mean, maybe you've got a neighbor that you've quote unquote known for 10 years, but you don't, you know, you don't really know them. It's like, imagine if you said to them, like, I've got this neighbor, right? And he, I know he used to work for Air New Zealand. He like an engineer or something. He's always in his shed and his shed is like immaculate. Like he's a, for sure, like a perfectionist type person. And I, you know, it'd be like, it'd be really cool to say, Hey, how did you like get started? And like, when did, were you first, how did you get started in the the engineering mechanical stuff? Like what, tell me your story. And I mean, what a cool question rather than "Mm, pretty rainy today. Yeah. So, um, I hear there's a special at Countdown, you know, like just a little deeper conversations that aren't controversial. So it's not like, what are your thoughts? What's your opinion? It's just asking someone their backstory. It can open the door to so much cool connection. That's my challenge to you audience. Take it or leave it.
0: (laughs) Mm, I'm going to take that challenge. There's there's a few people that have been passing in my life, that I'm thinking, yeah, I can definitely ask them more about themselves yeah Hmm.
1: it's cool and it's not here's the thing it's not like, oh, so with the answer, ideally, the answer we don't really want is like a chronological, you know, history of what you did in your life. You know, it's not like, oh, well, I came here in 1998, you know, from Canada and I went to study outdoor education and I met my husband and I literally have been back to Canada twice in 27 years. That is all very true, but it's not, you know what I mean? So you don't, just don't fall into the trap, you guys, if you're doing this, don't fall into the chronological chronologically whatever trap where you tell me play by play what you did and what you studied and whatever it's kind of a little bit um yeah slightly different than that but of course you can you can practice and just see what see what comes out of your mouth it'll be interesting it'll be interesting uh, hey before we go to the four questions that I want to ask you um do you have a favorite place in New Zealand that you want to do a shout out to or a person in your life that has positively impacted you over the past 3 years
0: i would absolutely love to give a shout out to fox river on the west coast mm-hmm. there is a beautiful drive from hawatiri westport down to Greymouth, mouth Ma'were, that um i do quite often and fox river is this beautiful wild space so a little shout out to that space and someone that i would love to also shout out to is my mum i feel as though she has supported me in many decisions obviously as a mother over my lifetime but in particular, the last three years, and knowing that she's always someone that I can turn to, heartens me and makes me realize that, you know, I'm always supported in the choices I make.
1: Shout out to your mom. Oh, I love that question. I might add that. Too. I'm going to make it five questions now. I love the shout out question. Thank you for um for embracing that. Uh, so we're going to go to the up your brave question, which is, what is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave?
0: Visiting, this is gonna sound so blasé, but the first thing that comes to mind for me is visiting my nana in a time of uncertainty. And this is predominantly in the co when COVID was a thing here in Al in New Zealand. And um she watched the news and is fearful of you know things going down. I lived away from her in the at this particular time um, and before moving away I'd spend many days with her having cups of tea and having you know sharing conversations and I was back for a weekend and um, I had a message to you know that she was a bit scared to see me with what well, everything that was going on in the world and I acknowledged that you know that was her her way of coping with the scarcity that was being fed to her and showing up at her doorstep for me was one of these points where I could have just waited until I was back next month and maybe it would have blown over by then, but the it comes back to the gut again, right? Like it was important for me to see her in that in that moment and for me to come into contact with her. So, yeah, she, she had moments with her and once I got to her doorstep and we got talking, it was like, you know, that didn't exist. And I wanted to highlight that because I know that, there's been a lot of breakdown of the relationships and people's lives over the last three years. And and it's time that we started opening our hearts again to continue the conversation beyond what has happened and mm. and realize that regardless of what strategy we're utilizing in this process, that um love is important. And something else that I'd also love to to bring up in this space in terms of upping my brave, I wasn't able to sheer workplace wellness during the mandates um, because of my choice to not take the vaccination and instead of of mulling and being upset about it I decided I would create create an online program and for me it was the the process of being okay with saying no and instead continuing to create and so that is how my 10-week program lead forward was created so It's beautiful now to look back and realize that those moments of challenge were actually an opportunity Mm. for change. Yeah. Both personally and professionally for me, for sure.
1: Beautiful. Both of those examples. Amazing. Um, If you've got something, what is one thing on your bucket list that you would love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that my lovely RCR community audience can possibly help you with?
0: Oh, I love this question. I would love the RCR community, to help me connect with more leaders and managers throughout the mutu, throughout Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'd love the opportunity to share kōrero and quality conversations with people that are ready, that are ready to open workplace culture in a way that feels leisuresome and less pushy. So, yeah, I suppose the, the final point of that is connections. Connections, connections,
1: connections. I love the alliteration of that. Pleasuresome and less pushy. Okay, so there you have it, everybody. If you know someone who, would, who is a leader or a manager and open to shifting the way they do things, more connection, um, then you can get in touch. And what is coming up for you and how can people connect with you? So if people are wanting to connect, let us know how on the website or the socials and then let us know what's coming up for you in the next six months.
0: Yeah, awesome. So Lead Forward is kicking off again on the 6th of July. This is run on a quarterly basis and will also launch again in September. Um, And we're also hosting a leadership wellness retreat down towards Queenstown in September. So we'd love to have some beautiful humans in the space, whether it's from the North or the South Island. And you can find these details on coaching dot com and that is spelled h-a-u-o-r-a-c-o-a-c-h-i-n-g and a really awesome way to stay in connection to me as a person is through insta and my instagram handle is i am so i a m underscore astiana spelled a-s-t-i-a-n-a
1: Yes, I agree. You're good at Instagram Messenger. That's how we that's how we connected. That's how we um, communicated. When you say the word September in Queenstown to me, I say, "Tell me more." So, (laughs) September is my birthday. So, let us know what is the date and who is that for.
0: Yeah. So the date is the last weekend in September. In terms of um, who it is for, it's predominantly for leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about workplace leaders. I'm speaking more about the people who are willing and wanting to lead, whether it is within relationships, whether it is within family, or it is within the workplace, about creating more happiness and less fear. So some of the practices that we will be doing will be cold water therapy, we'll be practicing breath work, we'll also be doing some initiation where where we work with hot and cold. And so the date for that is the 22nd until the 24th of September.
1: All right. Make a note, people, if that sounds like you. And I love that. Willing and wanting to lead. So good. Uh, Before we wrap things up, um, Asti, is there anything else that you want to share with our lovely audience today?
0: I would love to finalize by sharing or inviting listeners to remain open to opportunity. I was thankfully approached by a friend to hand out some flyers. (laughs) <laughs> for RCR a few months back and within that process had realized that I wanted to speak directly to those who are involved with this community and so I would love to yeah invite you to take up opportunities that feel expensive, and always lean into change
1: you know because when we live in alignment here's the thing everybody When you live in alignment, which means being who you are, living true to who you are, invitations and opportunities will come your way. And that's so cool that like, that's what happened with you. And it's such an honor to share your, by the way, your lovely, peaceful energy that you have when you speak. And when I, I know I see you on the video, this lovely energy that I can feel coming to me, but also to our amazing people listening. So thank you for sharing not only your wisdom today, but your energy and your vibration with us
0: always
1: a pleasure always amazing thanks so much Asti and thank you everyone for listening it, we were chatting with Astiana Trulan from Ho'ora Coaching thanks everyone
0: you're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR Reality Check Radio